0: Hey, hey, beauties, welcome to a Sacred Space podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and I am so excited to share with you how to create sacred space in order to heal and empower yourself. I want you to know that it is possible to live your dream life, to create amazing relationships, to experience joy daily, to be fully connected to yourself and passionate about life. No matter where you're at right now, it is possible to heal your trauma, your anxiety, and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. In this podcast, I will share with you the tools and resources I've used in order to create my dream life. And if it's possible for me, I know it is for you too. So, let's get started. All right, everybody. I am so excited. Today, I'm here with Trina Jones. She is the owner of Aloma Life Coaching. She is a relationship coach, and she works with women, and she's awesome, and I love everything about her. So, I'm really excited to interview her today, and I'm going to have her just take it away and introduce herself and tell us all about her and her
1: um, amazing mission. Okay, well, hello. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me here. <laughs> um, as, as Katie said, I am a, a love coach, an intuitive love coach at that. And uh, a retiree from the United States military, I, once I kind of got out here into the world and you know, you get to a certain age, you start questioning what is it you're really supposed to be doing? And this kind of came into my sphere uh, through prayer and searching constantly or whatever. And after a 23-year marriage ended, um, I kind of found that there were so many different things in the dating world that I did not remember or did not know once I came back out into the world. And I just felt like all this stuff, uh, so many people need help with it. And not just that, also knowing that it's not just about finding somebody but it's also about finding yourself so that's how Aloma life coaching started <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing and i love the
0: work that you do and like the the perspective that you come from it's it's beautiful it's wonderful well um so like you mentioned about finding yourself like let's talk about that like what that looks like and um and loving yourself and all that stuff like what what that looks like
1: okay well you know uh, a lot of the times we say finding ourselves. Uh, as if we don't, we've never known ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like refinding ourselves. Um, And when I say that, it's not just about, you know, remembering who, you know, remembering the things I liked as a single woman, remembering the food, that type of thing. I'm talking about actually finding who you are, your purpose for being here on this earth in this plane, in this realm, or whatever you want to call it, actually finding that person inside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we're born, we come here with a mission. I truly believe that we come with a mission. And as we grow, You know, we're inundated with so much input that it's not necessarily not done maliciously necessarily, but it's not, you know, may not be according to what we're really here for. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I say finding yourself and finding uh, true love is actually going inside of yourself and remembering your purpose for being here, that spirit inside of you uh, while you're here on this plane and the things that you should be doing and getting rid of all of those uh, labels and the limiting beliefs that everybody has fed into you. Like I said, whether that's done uh, purposely or maliciously, you know, probably not, but just from um, our lives, the way we live, we probably did it to our kids, Mm -hmm. Uh, put our beliefs onto them and it makes you forget. And it's all about finding who you are and who you're here, why you're here, what you're here on this earth. So, um, yeah, so when it comes to finding true love, it is, we look so often outside of ourselves, Mm -hmm. but in reality, true love lives inside of here. And once we find that all the stuff outside of us, just kind of fall into place. It becomes manageable.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And I, and I absolutely love that. And I love your description of finding yourself because I think that so often we, we really do think that we lost ourselves or we never had ourselves to begin with and we kind of fall into this trap of, of either trying to um, control how that looks, like, like create it in the way that we want it and it becomes a sort of manipulative tactic rather than having the intention of discovering the purpose that we came here with and the mission that we came here with because it's already innate. It's already inside of us. Yes. It's just a matter of like, you know, all this stuff happened to us during our lives and we built up all these walls, and it's really just a matter of, of breaking down those walls bit by bit until we're able to see the light that we came here with to begin with, and I, I love your description of it. So tell me a little bit about, like, what self-love looks like to you. Um, this is, like, a, a term that is thrown around all over the uh, online mm-hmm. space, so I'd love to hear your perspective on, on what that looks
1: like yeah you're right self-love is like it's like a fad term now everybody uses it and everybody think oh if i go get a manicure if i go get a pedicure i'm good you know i love myself and a lot of the times, you know that's fine i think that's part of self-care mm-hmm. uh, but i believe self-love comes from a deeper place uh, my focus in my business is on self-love self-care and relationships so uh, i can Uh, I'm going to explain it according to uh, the way it falls into relationships. Self-love looks like, um, okay, so you're in a relationship, and and we do things when we're inside of a relationship, especially when we're in there not whole. We Mm -hmm. do things that we probably would advise our loved ones against doing. Mm -hmm. So to me, uh, self-love looks like, Getting the person that you love, who you say you love. Because we always say we love ourselves. Nobody's going to say, I don't love myself. At least not many people are going to say, I don't love myself. But you know that self-talk, the way we talk to ourselves uh, when nobody's listening, the way we uh, criticize ourselves and judge ourselves, we wouldn't do it to a person who we say we love Mm -hmm. outside of us. So self-love to me is a reflection of the way you would treat your child, your mom, your sibling, your sister, someone you say you truly love. The words that you speak to them is uh, turning those words back into yourself, Mm -hmm. not using those uh, judgmental words that we normally use. You know, you're not good enough. Uh, You're not pretty enough. Your body is not. We would never say that to our child. You know, we would never say that to someone who we truly love. So if that is true love, why do you say it to yourself? Mm -hmm. And so self-love is getting to that point where, you know, you're watching what you say to yourself whether it's out loud or internal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. And I've I've also
0: um, discovered that a huge part of of self-love for me, because I know like a lot of people I see like on Instagram and stuff, talk about you have to fall in love with yourself before you can get in a relationship or before you find the right person, blah, blah, blah. But what is falling in love with yourself, right? Like nobody's really explaining that. and, And all of us are feeling like, You know we have to have these feelings towards ourselves like we're just like so in love with ourselves (laughs) and I'm sorry but I'm I don't agree I think that what what being in love with yourself really means and loving yourself really means is that you know yourself yes and so if you know yourself and you know what you want what you like you know what your mission is what your purpose is what lights you up what you're passionate about if you know all these things about yourself how, what is that going to look like? Taking that into a relationship, you are mm-hmm. going to be able to know that other person. And a lot of times, we think that the love is the feelings we have in the beginning of a relationship. Yes. And I'm not saying it's not. I'm just <laughs> saying that it's not sustainable if you don't know yourself and you, right. because you can't know them on a long-term right. level. You can have those feelings. We all right. have those feelings, but how sustainable is it? and that comes from knowledge of the
1: self and when you have that to me that's what being in love with yourself is you know right and it's not just the good stuff you know it's not just okay. uh, you know all this good stuff about me it's also loving and accepting me for who i am you know for You know, maybe I do overeat, you know, or maybe I do uh, have a tendency to have a temper or maybe I, you know, it's uh, it's accepting those things that don't look so cute on the outside, you know, accepting that. Because when you realize that human, we're here and we're going to make mistakes and it's part of a journey. It's all lessons. It's all part of growth. And people are going to be in different spaces along that journey. Mm -hmm. And once you can realize that, and like you said, when you go into a relationship, then you can love a person for who they are. Not just the good stuff, Mm -hmm. not just the butterflies that, you know, (laughs) not just the butterflies that happen, like you said, we will not be sustainable, Mm -hmm. but for the other stuff, you know, it's 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 an unconditional type love. And a lot of people think that that is really hard to do. And as people, yeah, we have our trials. We have our things where we snap back and we do things that, you know, we have to come back and reevaluate. Mm-hmm. But um, unconditional don't necessarily mean perfect. You know, right. it means just, just understanding that we're all, we all have stuff. If we've lived beyond 10 years, beyond 15 years, we're going to have some stuff. Mm-hmm. And being able to accept a person where they are on their journey and not saying that you have to go along that journey with them but right. being able to love a person, understanding that they do have a journey and they have had experiences and mm-hmm. lessons that they're growing up from. Yeah, exactly. Like acceptance and compassion, right? Because right. relationships,
0: exactly. like everybody has triggers, right? Like we're all going to be triggered and then like we're going to act out of those triggers. Like I do all the time. I'm a highly emotional person. So right. you can say something and I'm not aware necessarily mm-hmm. in that moment that that's a trigger because self-love is always, it's like a process. Like you're always going to be getting to know yourself. So in a relationship, this is where you're going to be tested the most, like where the most growth is going to happen. Right. So that's why it's so important to know yourself and at least have some idea of what it feels like when you're triggered, because you're going to be triggered. And then you're going to be like, you know how it is for me. I'll just, I'll just go with that. Like, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm crying. I'm like, you know, I'm like, what? You know, I'm all reactive. Or whatever. And that's just, but that's who I am. And it's, it's right. taken me like, you know, all this time, all these years that I've been doing this work of getting to know myself to recognize that. And so then when I did manifest my soulmate and he triggers me, I am like, oh, I'm being triggered. And I might still react, but then I can come back to that space of, of self-acceptance and unconditional love for myself and recognize that I'm being triggered and I can work through that trigger because a trigger is a limiting belief it's always it so you're able to work through that and be like yeah okay you know what's this all about and I'm sure I triggered him too I mean that's that's life you know what I mean but if you know yourself it's so much more sustainable mm-hmm. and so much more and there's so it, it it's so much easier to give yourself that grace and that unconditional love
1: and right it's, it's just like so important i love that great, oh, so and, and, great. And, and not just giving yourself that grace and unconditional love but knowing that most times and I, i'm almost getting ready to say 99.9 percent of the times when a person says something and it causes you to feel some type of emotion it really has nothing to do with that person right it, it's all about how you're interpreting that message you know mm-hmm. uh, a person can lash out for days but if it, if you don't feel like it's true you can ignore it you know yeah. I'm five, I'm five feet nine. If a person came and told me, oh, you're short, I would have no reaction to that because I know I'm five feet nine. Yeah. However, if somebody told me, hey, you're a little overweight, I'm gonna feel some type of way because I have a, a, a little bit of doubt about myself in the area. So, you know, so it's all about the way we interpret things and knowing that when a person do say something and it does become a trigger, we can mm-hmm. kind of say, thank you. You're kind of giving us a, a blueprint on how to heal ourselves, you know, because, It's something that we have to work on within ourselves. Yes. I love that. The blueprint for ourselves.
0: That, that is amazing because that's so true because that's how we grow and we grow so much within relationships. You know what I mean? But we have to have that solid foundation first for sure. But like with then once we're able to enter into a relationship with a solid foundation and these triggers are going to happen, I think it's a lifelong thing. I think that just always is, you know, but it's so like, much easier to 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 instead of come from this like hardcore reactive space you are able to look inside yourself and know yeah i this is about me this is how i'm perceiving this and like i need to look at that you know what i mean i need to get clear on what's happening in here you know and that's what a relationship with yourself is and it Mm -hmm. just makes a relationship with another person especially romantically that much better like so much better yes yeah and then you don't end up in like, you know, abusive, you know, um, relationships or toxic relationships where you're experiencing like extreme disrespect and, and, and that can feel like such an imprisoning thing. But if you know yourself, you you don't, that's just never where you go. You just know if that's not for me before it even happens.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yep. (laughs) Okay. So, um, why don't you tell us the difference between Giving it our all and giving all of us
1: in relationship. Okay, well, that statement comes from, I I like to use my uh, bag of cookie analogies. (laughs) And it's basically about loving from an overflow. Uh, So the way I look at a relationship is like this. And and what made me think of this is I had a client come to me once and she was really distraught, And she was like, but I gave him my all. I gave him everything. I did everything, you know, right. I did, you know, and all of this. And and the whole thing came um, to this analogy. If you look at your love, like an endless bag of cookies, like no matter how much you, you know, pull out, uh, you're going to always have cookies there. So when a person comes into your life, they can share your cookies, they mm-hmm. can share your cookies, and they're not taking anything away from you. Right. They're just sharing in your overflow, right? Mm-hmm. So if that person decides to leave, or that person decides to go and lead a relationship, or even if you decide to leave, you haven't given all of your cookies, you still have a whole, you still hold. Mm-hmm. You just shared that love during the time that they were there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, you know, there's a difference in giving your all. Okay. So, you know, yes, we're going to fight for this relationship when both of you are fighting for the relationship. We're going to have the communication the conversations. We're going to do the work mm-hmm. that's giving it your all. But giving your giving all of you is when you take away from you and you deplete yourself. When you no longer saying no for you. When you are no longer taking care of you. When you're, you know, I'm not going to rest until this person has this, and I don't have it for myself. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by that. You know, it's a difference. There <laughs> it's is. a big difference in that.
0: Yeah, and there's there's like a feeling in that. I think for me, what what happened is that exact thing you're describing. I, I, and how I described it to myself once I figured that out that it was a pattern for me was that I would lose my identity within the relationship. I became the relationship. That was my worth. That's who I was. And so when that person hurt me, when that person was abusive toward me, when that person um, you know, did whatever or left or whatever, I felt like I was left with nothing and I was I was completely worthless. Like I had nothing. And it was because I didn't have like, you know, an identity to begin with. And I decided okay this relationship is going to be my identity because I was looking for it outside of myself yeah, so yeah. I was looking for myself in another person and then and
1: that's, you know it's so important I'm sorry I finished your thought I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: I was just gonna say like and then what are you le- like what are you left with you know your heart is broken and then you you feel it's this feeling like like
1: you're um, empty like yeah you have, you have yeah. holes left in you and, and that's why I think it's so important to get that self-love before you even go into relationships. Mm-hmm. Because when we're, not, when we're not full, when we're not 100%, and I'm not saying perfect, I'm just saying we're, we're, we haven't gotten ourselves together and we're, we're at that 60% and we're looking for somebody to feel that 40%. And uh, uh, for me, I believe in the, the law of attraction. I believe where we vibrate at is what we're going to attract. So if I'm at 60%, I'm probably going to attract 60%. Mm-hmm. And to expect that 60% to feel my 40%, you know, that depletes them. That would deplete them down, you know, even more than what they are. And the reason I feel like it don't work is because what 60% is going to give 40% of them and only be left for 20, they're not able to handle it. And you're not even on the same vibrational level anymore at that point. So I think that's why it is so hard to, um, to be in a relationship when you haven't, gotten yourself full yet because you go in expecting someone else to feel those voids and when those voids aren't filled you know when we get to that point where I need I need someone to make me happy or I need someone to make me feel um, we become a little blind of you know those red flags start, we try to paint the red flags away because we just want somebody to fill this void we're not even looking at uh, the whole picture anymore so it's so important to make sure you're together before you go out there because you're going to Settle for anything to fill that void instead of looking for something or someone to share in you're 100%, you know, to yeah. share in who you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to share in who they are too and have that beautiful, like, giving and receiving sacred connection. You know what I mean? That's that's so much more fulfilling and there's so much more passion involved and so much more um, just joy. You know what I yeah. mean? There's yeah. joy involved in it and, yeah. and growth. like that like soul level growth, right? Which is different. It's it's this whole other feeling. It's like fulfillment. Like it feels like fulfillment, but you're not getting that fulfillment from necessarily outside of yourself. You already set the foundation for that. You already set the tone for for that. And so then you're able to come into union with another person and experience that together. And that's like such an amazing, such an amazing thing. And the ultimate goal for all of us, like that's what we want. yeah. You know, we just aren't taught how to do that. Like no one, they don't teach us like, you know, love yourself, know yourself, you know, this is how relationships work. Like none of us understand how relationships work. We have to go through, you know, patterns, cycles um heartbreak all these things to eventually be like enough
1: is enough i'm gonna figure it out right society tells us you know especially females they tell us you need a mate you need someone in your life you need to have all this stuff in place and 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 they don't like you said before they love yourself but they don't tell you how they just tell you you need to do this and so We go out searching for all that brokenness that we've been raised in or all the brokenness that we've experienced Mm -hmm. and don't realize that we carry every single one of those things with us until we unload it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't even know we're carrying it. So how do we unload it? So it it becomes like a multi-level of (laughs) work that needs to be done. And there's nobody telling anybody how to do that. Yeah.
0: And that's why, you know, coaches and stuff like that, it's such a huge thing right now because Mm -hmm. that we are we figured this out like we went through this it's it's experiential and then we're able to to help other people like you know figure out the same thing it's necessary like we all need this especially in relationships because we just no one knows like everyone's out there blind like we're gonna do this and see if it
1: works (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everybody become more afraid, and everybody becomes scared. Everybody afraid of vulnerability, and become yeah. more and in the process become even more vulnerable, and it just becomes a big old mess like we got now. See. Yes, yes.
0: Yes, and I truly believe. I mean, that's that's why the divorce rate is over fifty percent. You know what I mean? Like that's that's insanity. Like that should not be a thing. You know what I mean? Like this this is right. why that's happening. And I'm not saying that like that. There's not times when you know, someone's, um, presence in your life is, is no longer necessary. We have people that come and go in our lives, but right. I don't think that the divorce rate at the current state that that is a reflection of that. I right. think yeah, right. it's not conscious at all. It's these relationships ending in, in, in being played out in very
1: toxic ways. And that's, exactly. what about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and like you said, it's not something that it may not be, When you say 50%, I mean, that's half wrong. (laughs) I mean, you know, you can say half right, but it's like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And I think it's, uh, at least nowadays, it seems like instant gratification and nobody wants to work and they think they're not working with that person, but the reality is you haven't worked with yourself. And it just, to me, it just like it comes up. It's going to come up. It's not always come up. I mean, even within my marriage, uh, like I said, I was married for 23 years. I was married really, really young. But uh, part of that self-love is knowing when okay enough is enough, knowing when to say, okay, it's time to move to another space. And I'm not, and like you said, it's not about staying in a toxic space. It's just about knowing yourself before you get into it. And, And that would alleviate, you know, a lot, you know, given age and growth and, you know, that's going to happen mm-hmm. but when you get to a point where you know you're just staying inside of something that's totally toxic and you're not even taking you know you don't even feel like anything is amiss, like this is normal mm-hmm. it's, it's because of the lack of work that you've done with yourself? Mm-hmm. yeah exactly
0: yeah so it's like, I agree it can completely. Go it's so many things it can go on forever <laughs> I know, girl. It's such a multi-layered topic, and it's both our passions, so it's like, blah, blah, blah. We could talk about it all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But why don't you tell us about, like, the um, the unfilled gaps when it comes to, um, like, self-work and then selecting a mate?
1: Okay, so um, the unfilled gaps. First, I um – is if I have this exercise that I have uh, folks do and it's basically, you know, everybody have this list and <laughs> I don't know if I'm a fan of lists or not. I, I'm on the side of saying I'm not really a fan of lists. Good people don't require lists. You know, the, the basic characteristics of a good person don't necessarily require a list. But what I do is I have folks make a list. Let's make a list of your dream mates since we're going to do this because We're going to do it. Make this list of your dream mate and list everything that's wonderful and everything that you want this dream mate to be, right? Mm -hmm. So once you've made that list, the next thing is, is to go in and cross out everything that a person cannot help. So a person can't change their height. They can't change their race. They can't change their eye color without, you know, contact type thing. But all the things that a person can't change about themselves, mark that out because we're not even going to consider that. Right, And then once you've done uh, with the, what's left, go through and scratch through everything that you are not. So for example, if you require, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having money, but if you require a six-figure mate, are you a six-figure mate? Or are you compatible with a six-figure mate? If you require a mate to be physically fit, are you physically fit? Or are you on the way to getting physically fit? Because a lot of times we put a lot of standards on other people that we're not a match for. Right. And, and and the thing behind that is, is, if you're not, for example, the fit person, if you're looking for a fit man, he's probably going to be in the gym. And if you're not on your way to doing it, you probably ain't going to find him on your couch or, yeah. or, or in the ice cream shop or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so creating this list is not to... Um, show you all the things that's wrong with you. It's just to show you maybe areas that you can touch up Mm -hmm. in order to find someone who's truly equally yoked to you and making it more of a reality instead of just going out and say, okay, I am, I don't care about myself, but I want this perfect mate to come to me. And then being disappointed when that don't happen. Right. So when you go through that list and you kind of just mark through, don't erase because there's always change. Uh, when you go through and and you mark through all the things that you are not at this time, whatever is left is your man. (laughs) Whatever is left on that list, that's your man. (laughs) Until you make those changes that you want to make. And, uh, uh, because like I said, I was, um, I was reading something earlier this morning as a matter of fact, and I was hearing this one young lady and she was complaining about not being able to find her mate. And the thing is, we're expecting something Mm -hmm. that we've created But in reality, we're vibrating on something a little bit (laughs) further down. So therefore, we're not seeing what's in front of our face. So it's all about getting that vibration on the level that, you know, the mate that you want is going to vibrate on the level that you're in if you want to find him or if you want him to find you. Mm -hmm. So that is what I mean about uh, the uh, unfulfilled gaps inside of your own life where you can, when you make those lists and you start looking at it, you can kind of see. Where you need uh, some work, you may need a little bit of work, that' may be a challenge for you, so that was all in regards to that exercise that i um I have my clients do. <laughs> oh, I think that is like such a
0: huge, important thing. I literally did. The, almost nearly the exact same thing, except like I didn't cross out the things. Like I, I don't think that I knew about that, but I did know about like, okay, what do what vibration do I need to be in to attract this person, right? Right. I like how you do it. It's very unique. So <laughs> I did that. I wrote out the whole list, everything I wanted, physical, emotional, mental, and then I wrote out a whole huge paragraph of what sacred union looked like to me. Right. What that felt like, what that looked like, what that would be like. And then I put it away and I I honestly never looked at it again, but I knew, okay, this is, this is where I need to be. So this is my work and this is what I'm going to do. So I put away the idea of looking for a partner. I, I didn't do that. I just simply was like, wrote all that out. I knew what it felt like in my heart. And then I just started working on myself. And I I was like, I'm not interested in in getting any man because I have work, right? Like, I have to do this work. And then not even a year later,
1: bam, like, out of nowhere. Katie, I'm telling you, when you release that attachment to all that crap, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is why the list bothers me sometimes. We hold on. Those attachments, I think, just keep us bound in a space. When we release those attachments and just let the universe do what it's going to do and let us, you know, because once you get there, honestly, like you did, you're going to move in that space. Mm-hmm. Automatically, you're going to move in that space. But when you're holding on to the, all those attachments, it's like you're, you know, how can I get something in my hands if my hands are clenched tight, Right. you know? And exactly. So it's all about releasing those attachments. And, and the same thing is funny because, um, When I first divorced, I was out there like a kid in a candy shop dating, right? Because all the stuff that's out there now speed dating, uh, you know, all the stuff that's for online dating none of that stuff existed that I was aware of because Mm -hmm. I married when I was really young. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I divorced, I was out there all over the place just, you know, let me find, let me find. And I realized I was attracting a certain type of person. And once I did the work on me, I realized why I was attracting that type of person. And uh, as soon as I realized why, and and just to, just to fill you in a little bit, I was attracting men who were homeless, carless, jobless, who <laughs> was just, you know, and I found out that, that because I hadn't worked on the, uh, the the stuff that was from my divorce, mm-hmm. I was dating people who I knew I wasn't going to commit to. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was like automatically just pulling every, that the name starts sounding alike, Kathy, the name starts sounding like, that, that's how bad it was. <laughs> but it, as, as soon as I realized what was going on, what I was doing, because I was like, what in the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. It was like, um, I, I I let it go. And it was—I actually dreamed my fiance, and it was really crazy. I dreamed my fiance, except for his—I didn't see his face. Yeah. But I saw his hair is built down to a scar in his arm, um, arm, and maybe a month or two later, we met. And I didn't even remember the dream until maybe a couple of months after we started dating. So it is so so important, like you said, let re- release the attachment to all the crap, and then just let the universe move you. You're gonna flow. You're gonna it's like a lazy Susan River bed. You're gonna flow in the direction yeah. that you can flow in. Yeah, I totally
0: agree. And I think that a big component of that of what I notice and what I noticed in, in um, people I work with and, and other, you know, people that I see who have manifested soulmates because I'm always studying that. I wanna see how that lines up and if other people's experiences are different. But I know without a doubt that you can't commit to someone else. And and be in that committed vibration if you haven't committed to yourself, right? So that's what doing the work is about. And I know that that's how it worked out for me because I was a huge commitment. So like I didn't want to commit to anything until my daughter was born. And then it was like, oh, I'm committing to that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then from there, I sort of started discovering what commitment was. because I'd always Mm -hmm. been so afraid of it. I didn't know what it really was. And so then I decided to to make that commitment to myself and mm-hmm. that's when I was able to manifest a soulmate in a relationship where I I can fully commit for the first yeah. time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I made that commitment to myself and you, and just like you said about a lot lot the law of attraction and you attract what you are. If you can't commit to yourself, you're always going to be attracting emotionally unavailable people that you can't don't want to commit to I was a mess
1: Katie I was a mess (laughs) oh girl I was
0: too 100% it it was it was hardcore like I it it just got to the point where it was like and I did the same thing you did like I just sat down and I was like okay something's not right here like I need to (laughs) am I missing something that's written here (laughs) Yeah, exactly and then it was like what I did is I wrote it all down. I wrote down like every relationship I had had and what happened in those relationships, which was a lot. And like, since I was a teenager, I wrote it all down. And then I saw all these things. I
1: was like, okay, this, like, look at all these patterns. How did I not see this so far? You know? Yeah. yeah. The journaling is very important because, you know, when you start realizing the thing that keep popping up, it's the lesson that you're not getting, and, and it's like it's like school. If you don't get the lesson, you're gonna keep repeating mm-hmm. until you get the lesson. Yep. Get the freaking lesson so you can move to the next grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, you yeah, exactly stuck. so you can move to the next grade. You're done. Right. You move <laughs> That's why I say every breakup is a promotion. Every breakup is a promotion. Every relationship is a lesson, and every breakup is a promotion because rarely are you gonna get worse. Yeah yeah that's true that's true that's definitely true
0: well, okay, so let's also talk about um like loving yourself and how that teaches
1: others to love you mm-hmm. um i um I believe that nope you know. People are people. People are going to be who they are. But I also believe that people are going to treat you regardless of who they are in accordance to the way that you teach them how to treat you, which is the way that you treat yourself. So we can be dealing with the exact same person. And if I don't set up boundaries for myself, that person can run all over me you know because I taught them I don't care enough about me so you don't have to care that much about me but you get a person who has set those boundaries firmly in place and and that same person who's doing all the running over me will respect those boundaries because they set. so it's all about how we set ourselves up and whether that's a social relationship romantic relationship even inside a family we have to set it up to how we treat ourselves if we're not telling no if we're not saying no if we're not saying, you know, my time is worth something, mm-hmm. people are going to take advantage of that. And not like I say, it's not, it's not always maliciously done. Right. It's just the way that we've taught them. That, you know, this yeah. is who we are. When we have that friend who, you know, Pete is somebody I can always go to. I can always depend on Pete. It's because Pete has shown us that's the way he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have that person you can't depend on. We already know. We can't go to them because they've already shown us how to treat them. And it's not even something that we consciously think about. Right. You know, it's not even something we consciously think about. It's just that though. each friend that you have, you know exactly how to approach, how to, you know, how to treat each one of the people you're with, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So the way that we set up our boundaries, the way that we respond, the way that we treat ourselves, the way that, you know, uh, putting like I said, being able to say no uh, when when we need to say no mm-hmm. or, or being able to, uh, just, you know, give up something from for somebody else to do something for ourselves. We are teaching people how to treat us. So, you know, it's all about what we do. It's all about us. This is one time I can really say it is really all about us. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree. And that's probably the one area that I struggle in the most even still is, is really setting those boundaries because I always get, um, conflicted you know like is this really a boundary for me or like should I really be saying no or you know whatever the case is so that's always been probably an area that I have always really struggled in and one of the things that I've learned along that journey of working out my boundaries is that if I feel anger I'm missing a boundary if I feel anger at another person I'm I'm there's a boundary that needs to be set that I'm not that I'm not aware of that I'm not honoring etc, etc. So <clears throat> that's definitely one thing I've learned. I'm not going to say that it makes it easy, because setting boundaries, especially if, if you're tend toward being like a people pleasing person, it's yeah. so incredibly hard. And it's just something you have to work at. And you have to just keep the, the awareness around do you have like, what, what about with you? Do you have any like tips or ways that you that, that setting boundaries is easier
1: for you? Or how does that look like for you or with your clients? Um, I know exactly what you're saying, because especially when we come into, it's to me, it's like coaches kind of automatically have this, I want to make people happy thingy thing that goes on inside of us. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is, is if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to give them a hundred percent. I'm not going to be able to help you a hundred percent. Even if I want to go out there and, you know, if, if people keep draining me and draining me, I'm not even going to have the energy to do all that stuff that I, mm. I you know I may be volunteer for and like you said if I'm getting some type of re- uh, emotion behind it then that is going to be felt <laughs> that emotion is going to be felt through the whole process and to me I don't want to to make it easier for me whether they can feel it or not I don't want their energy on side on top of something that you're doing that's good mm-hmm. so even as people pleasers we can say no to them by and i know this is so contradictory but it helps by making it us you know what i'm saying um instead of saying they're they're using me they're using me which you know sometimes it's hard for us to say we can say if i don't say no to them i'm not going to give them good energy Mm -hmm. so i need to be able to say no for this one right um so it to me, kind of, it's just the way you think about things. It's just changing that mindset just a little bit, shifting just a teensy bit. Uh, that makes it a little bit easier to say, no, I can't do this because if I'm not 100%, I'm not going to give you 100% and we're both losing. Yeah. It, it, uh, you know, it makes it about you instead of saying, oh, it's, oh, you're you're saying no to them or you're being mean or, mm-hmm, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that perspective.
0: And I think too, like, We do sometimes tend to to demonize other people when, like you said, like, oh, they're using me, whatever, like, that's Mm -hmm. often like a tendency, like, where we're looking at them, like, they're doing this to me, right? When really, we can turn it around on ourselves and be like, okay, I haven't set this boundary, I haven't been clear on who I am with this person, so instead of blaming, you're shifting That energy back into yeah. yourself and and having that self awareness, which is yeah, yeah,
1: which is that's a lesson, it. which is a lesson, which is a growth. Yeah. You know, so that's always a good thing. You know, yeah. a growth is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, oh wait, love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still kind of it still gets hard sometimes. Oh yeah. But I think practice. If we continue to practice it, it becomes a little bit easier, a little bit easier. I got good. <laughs> God goodness saying no we're like with a quickness you know and by using that actually by using that by by knowing that uh i'm not going to be any help to you and it's going to be a month drawing out of tension when i can just end this right now in five minutes i'm, I'm comfortable you know so yeah i love that i'm going to use that thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. So do you have anything else um, that you wanted to talk about or any other tips you want to share or
1: anything like that? Um, well, I don't know about necessarily talking about, but I, I can say, you know, honestly, uh, you know, if this has been so much fun talking to you and you know laughing and everything else. But the truth of the matter is it really is all about you. It really is taking care of you. And it's not being selfish when you do that is actually being able to fill yourself up so that you're able to love wholly and completely without any type of agenda, without any type of uh, you know negative energy behind it or negative emotion behind it. So it really is about you. And it is just, you know, just take that time to learn to love you the way you would love a person who was standing in front of you every single day. And if it means, you know, standing in front of that mirror and, 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 looking at all the stuff that you think are flaws and understand that every last one of these things help create who you are right here right now mm-hmm. you yeah. gotta love stuff for that <laughs> yes that's beautiful Trina.
0: I love that so much and I agree like it it really is like we experience everything through ourselves so if we don't have an awareness of who we are we're our experience is going to be all over the place and it, mm-hmm. we're not going to end up Happy. We're not going to end up in fulfilling relationships. So, that's a beautiful message. But everyone, especially women, because we have such a hard time, we believe that we're selfish if we're if we're taking time for ourselves, if we're working on ourselves, if we're making ourselves a priority. There's this automatic, like, and it's societal, you know. And, and then sometimes we're we'll raised with that too. Like yeah. where, um there's this message, like, oh, you're selfish. You're not a good person. You know, exactly. you're hurting people whatever and it's just, it's just not true and you have to be willing to sort of open your mind and, and, and move past that however slowly or, or quickly you want to is up to you but like just keeping an open mind and, and moving in the direction you want to go
1: yeah. absolutely absolutely
0: yes that's beautiful well tell us all where, where we can find you online your website your insta all that
1: well I am on Facebook at um, Aloma Life Coaching <laughs> See what I'm saying? I, folks, I have over 50, so I have these moments. Uh, Aloma Life Coaching, I am on Facebook. I also have a Facebook group, Finding You Again, The Path Back to Love. And of course, you can always hit me up on my personal Facebook page, Trina Aloma. Um, I'm also uh, on Instagram at Aloma View, A L O M A V I E W. And my website is www.trinajones.com. Awesome.
0: And I will have all the links below this video for you guys. So you can just click them and you can go follow her on Instagram and book a coaching session with her and all that good stuff. Thank you so much, Trina. So excited. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It was, it was so much fun. I love having conversations with you for sure. I loved it. For free resources, eBooks, and other super awesome tools, go to my website, sacredspacewithkati.com. I also want to remind you to subscribe so you always get the latest episode and to leave a review so other people can find this podcast too. I super appreciate you tuning in today and I will catch you in the next episode. Have a beautiful day.